You should know something about me and the people I work with. We deal with the left or the right, with dictators and liberators. If the current president had been more agreeable, I wouldn't be talking to you. If you decide not to sign, you will wake up with your balls in your mouth and your willing replacement standing over you. If you doubt that, then shoot me, take the money, and have a good night's sleep. Welcome to the junk drawer. Oh, you just moved your finger. You must feel pretty good about that. They're like devising a plan. <laughs> his whole body's limp. Yeah. And they like gotta pick his head up. By the great Dr. Seuss. Not, not a real doctor. Not an actual doctor. Pediatrician. Right. No. Not also not. He's a practicing medical physician. <laughs> no. Oh. He first of all thinks that the hot blonde chick in the scene was. <laughs> Give her a ten yeah. for looks. Yeah. They're doing um, a threesome. Nope. That's not right. No, him and his wife, I think are... They're calling it John Quick. He's gonna finish first. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. It's finally time to open the junk drawer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a very special episode of the junk drawer. Special for a couple of reasons. I'm gonna tell you them in a second here. My name is Mario Rico. I am your host for today's episode. I am joined here by my co-hosts. Guys, say hello. I am Bryce Howell. I said say hello. Hello. I go. am Bryce Howell. Hello, I am Cole Howell. That is not... Say your real name. Brown. Cole Howell Brown. Cole Howell Brown. Gosh. Well, I'm joined by these two knuckleheads, goofy guys. And today is a special episode because not only are we doing a Bond movie, which to you listeners will be our first one ever... Yeah. But it's actually our second one. <laughs> it is special second. because we are now in our new, our studio. Studio. Stew, stew, studio. We are in our stew, stew, <laughs> studio in Hollywood, California. Is that a Phil Collins song? It's a studio, yeah. yeah. Is it? Stew, stew, studio. No, it's yeah. a studio. Well, our version is going to be stew, stew, studio. Stew. Our, studio. We, we, our new producer's name is Stew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hi, Stew. That is cool. Oh, it is cool. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're very excited to be working out of this new studio. It's just the three of us and then our fourth guy. Ray, <laughs> Deborah. Uh, but yeah, we hope that uh, these new vocals are to your liking. Oh, and if you don't like them, well, screw off. But please don't, because we want you to watch. Listen. So today's episode is on 2008's Quantum of Solace, starring the one, the only Daniel Craig. Um, it is a movie that is very near and dear to my heart, mainly because it is a Craig Bond film. And he is my favorite Bond. Craig Bond is your favorite Bond. Craig Bond is my favorite Bond. Not a hot take. <laughs> Seems like a nice guy. Not a hot take. Very different interpretation of Bond, which we will get into. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, Quantum of Sol Solace 2008. Um, it was plagued with many problems, as we will get into. And so let's start off the top with our personal rating. Cole, why don't you give us your rating? Um, so... I gen generally like Bond movies. Uh, I did not care for this one as much. And um, I think maybe you already said it, but just to set a little bit of context as well, this is the sequel uh, in terms of story to Casino Royale. First time ever, I might add, that uh, yeah. it was a sequel yeah. to a Bond movie. Um, it's also, I think, as a part of that, just to note, it's the shortest Bond movie because it's just a sequel. Um, well, and so, what? Yes, and because of the horrible disaster with the writer's strike. Which you, you can definitely inform us more on. Yes. Um, so I remember reading, um, this was from Daniel Craig talking about A Quantum of Solace as it was coming out. 
and he described it as being a movie that he was excited about because it was a continuation of a really good story and would tie up a lot of the loose ends from Casino Royale, which on its surface is some of a funny comic because I'm very fine with how Casino Royale ends. Like, mm. I, I'm okay with the mystery of it. Um, but it said, but he went on to say that it will also feel like its own standalone story, that it'll, it'll stand alone on its, on its own. And that's where I would say my biggest issue is, is that this movie falls pretty flat without the pre-context of Casino Royale. So I'm giving it a 50. I think it's a perfectly average movie. Okay. Wow. Cole or Bryce, you're not Cole. You're Bryce. Yeah. yeah. Um, so similarly, this I always found to be the most forgettable of Daniel Craig's James Bond movies. Um, I don't think it's the worst. I, I think I was more disappointed when I saw Spectre in theaters. I agree with you. Um, but it's definitely the most forgettable in that, like, I legitimately, you'll hear me talk about it a couple of times, legitimately, like, did not remember any of this movie except for the very end in the hotel. Um, and so I was watching again, trying to figure out <clears throat> why it's so forgettable. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing is the villain who, in this movie, so so the, the villain's plot is essentially he is going to form a monopoly and overcharge for utilities. Like, that is the big villainous plot of this movie, yeah. which in real life is a great villainous plot. <laughs> but Bond villains, like, a Bond villain plot is kind of synonymous with a ridiculously over-the-top bad guy scheme. Um, and so this one kind of feels, like, a little bit weird uh, for that reason. It has a lot of other flaws, too. But I, I remember thinking, because he basically explains that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to charge you double for utilities. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. That in the one president. <laughs> and the like, president's like. we are praying now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, and then he just says that cold, what I said in the cold right. opener. Yeah. yeah. Other Bond villains have built a ray gun into the moon. Um, but sure. <laughs> Tractor beam. <laughs> Tractor beam. Uh, so anyway, I, 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 I don't hate it, um, but it is a little bit less enjoyable than the other Bonds, especially than compared to the other Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, so I gave it a 58. 58. Yeah. I do think, I mean, not to spend too much time even on just this numerical section here, I, I, I don't know that this is, puts me in any kind of uh, outlier category. I think Craig does a lot for this movie uh, with just – his style of Bond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Daniel Craig is as great as James Bond. Yeah. Sorry, so yeah. go ahead, Mario. No, we tried to have him on the show, but we we didn't try. Couldn't get him, yeah. Well, no, yeah. it was it was a scheduling issue. He he thought it was for the next weekend, but we oh, don't have yeah, the next yeah. weekend available because, no, no, no. you know. Because I think Ray's coming Yeah, out. the retreat. Yeah. Oh, the retreat, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I kind of have similar uh, opinions to you guys. Um, I don't know why this one is memorable to me. Like I, because you've said you love this movie. I yeah, o- off the pod. I do love it. I do love the movie, yeah. but I know it's flawed. Um, the main reason why I I can say it's flawed is because it does not feel like a James Bond movie. That is the biggest thing. And um, so the Bond movies have a pretty set blueprint, right? You have you know these exotic places that he travels to, and he's pretty much an investigator. This yeah. is different. It's event. It's a revenge movie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of disagree with you, Cole, when you say it's a standalone movie. Because if you don't know who Vesper is... I, Cole's saying it. I was saying it. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. I said Daniel Craig said it stands well on its own. Oh, okay. Yeah. He lied. Yeah. We'll make sure we'll get him We'll get him on that. Um, but the what works really well for me still is I love Brutal Bond. And just watching him beat the shit out of people, I could just watch that nonstop. And they kind of went away with that slightly with Skyfall, which is a masterpiece. Skyfall is very it's, brutal. No, no. Well, it went the towards end. more traditional Bond. Same with Spectre. Where I've, and Craig has said with this new one coming out in April, um, it's kind of got a little bit of the casino feel. I, I think all of the Daniel Craig Bonds are much more visceral, to use one of your favorite words, Love that word. than uh, the other James Bonds because you do get these kind of brutal fight scenes. Yeah. 
Um, you definitely get it in Casino Royale with the machete fight scene. You get it in this one at the end. Um, and then Skyfall has the brutal fight scene at the end where he goes back to Skyfall Ranch. Yeah, or yeah. the Home Alone scene. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah. But he's like brutally fighting yeah. Javier Bardem. And I think Craig is better suited for these types of movies too. I mean, he's just like... You never really had a stocky, muscular Bond before. He just <laughs> yeah. beats the crap out of people. He did say that uh, Casino Royale was, quote, a physical cakewalk in comparison to Quantum. Oh, really? Uh, apparently, he went into insane training with boxing and, like, hardcore street running, which shows up in the movie a lot, obviously. There's a little bit more time played poker at the table in yeah. Casino Royale. Right. Not a lot of physical D- training there. Daniel Craig is the reason I got into working out. When I saw Casino <laughs> Royale in theaters, I said, I got to start working uh, out. They're going to go with when you saw him walking out of the ocean surf in Casino oh, Royale. Yeah. There's not enough shirtless Bond in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, so my personal main rating. Complaint, honestly. Uh, my rating, I gave it a 65. Okay. Um, again, I love the movie. Um, it doesn't watch incredibly uh, like fast. Some parts lag. Um, I didn't feel like it lagged. It's not a boring movie to no. watch. There's so much action going on. I feel like it's one of those movies that you watch it and you're interested the whole time and then the credits roll and you're like, okay, what happened? Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm <laughs> like sorry. You walk away yeah. and never think about it again. I meant to say like, it's like, why did this not have a different ending? Yeah. Um, so closest to the pin was Bryce. He Always, hit baby. on the pin. First oh. time ever. Ooh. You said oh, that mean 58, right? Yeah, 58. 58. That Man. means take your pants wow. off. That means take your pants off and you get to take home the movie. All right. Wow. I will give you a copy. You already Actually, did. <laughs> I had a DVD. I couldn't watch it. I It was in a PS4. The quality was, this is how pretentious I am. I had to watch it. Thankfully, it was on HBO, like yeah. in HD. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know. I did the old YouTube This stream. is the old man thing oh. of me, but when I watch it on my PlayStation, because no one has a DVD player anymore, my PlayStation gets really loud. Oh, and really? so, like, I can't hear the movie <laughs> over my PlayStation being like, oh. But also, yeah, those fans, man, they got to read all that DVD, yeah, DVD yeah. data. I'm an old man. Uh, so, our scary, are we sure? Are we sure about our ratings? Um, I think I'm, I'm content with mine. Um, I'm not shocked at the Metacritic score. I thought 58 was pretty reasonable. I thought it'd be like a 60, but I'm sure. Yeah. Here's the thing. And this is why I rated above Spectre in terms of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Is I like that they tried to do something different than the normal Bond formula. Like I'm interested in that. I just don't think it worked. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I'm all for being ambitious and trying things with movies. Uh, I just don't think this was successful. There was times in this movie, again, like I said, I really enjoyed it. But there was times in this movie where I'm realizing, aside from him being named James Bond, this could just be an action movie. Mm-hmm. Like. There's no real ties to MI6 aside for the brief communications he has with M. Well, Judy Dench, yeah, is as great as yeah, M yeah. always. Oh, she's always yeah. phenomenal. But it felt a lot like a Bourne movie, which we'll get into later. But yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, we don't have to go to complaints yet, but ultimately I'm sure because my complaints land in such a way that like I'm I'm confirmed in why I don't like it. So Yeah. You don't think you were a little harsh? Maybe I am. I, I've been on a real kick lately of watching like uh, like professionals break down movies. So not specifically Quantum of Solace, but like a a like movie review YouTube guy will talk about great editing in movies and show examples of great editing. Um, and so as we maybe talk about Efficient Fix, I don't want to take you there if you're ready not to go there. Let me host, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take us there? All right, Cole, you want to – what would you fix? If you had to do one Efficient Fix – actually, for this one, I'm going to cheat. 
a few. You could do a few efficient fixes. Okay. What would you do here? Um, Actually, Bryce, why don't you start? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I did not research this all the way out, but something I think that stuck out to me specifically in Quantum, uh, and so it might be the case that in previous and afterward Craig Bond movies that this is also happening, but I found the editing in this movie to be distracting. Um, so so many snap cuts. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. So there's scenes, or I'm not I'm not exaggerating here that the, the the camera that you're watching on screen is never live for more than one human second. A lot Explain. of the chase scenes are like that. Like they'll cut to a shot, and then it'll immediately cut to another shot in less than a second. And then that next shot will only be up for a second. Like for in 30 seconds, you've seen 30 different angles. It's on crazy. This, on, wow, I can't even think of... It's very Do you have any scenes in particular? So big time in all the chase scenes, they yeah. do this. Big time. The car and chase that would scenes. be my editing oh, yeah. kind of combo complaint is I think in some movies where you have very intense driving scenes, uh, the natural inclination is to maybe back up and film it from a drone, which is good to me because you actually get to bird's eye view, watch these people go through you know, the, yeah. the actual stunts they're doing. I think what I found a lot in that early car chase scene in this movie is you would see him approaching an obstacle and then it would just cut to the interior of the car, giving you the impression that he went around the obstacle. You never actually really saw him like yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah. live dodging around a tractor or you know, smoking down this downhill curve. So the editing in there, I felt, again, like it was just confusing at times where it detracted from what was happening. Again, like we've talked about this a couple of times with maybe being the the – the glory threshold of great fight sequences I is believe it's the, pronounced glory hole. No, no it is okay. definitely not pronounced that's glory hole. Different? Yeah, that's something else. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different kind of uh, peak uh, reference to this. We've talked about before with incredible choreography and fights. Uh, we've looked at the Netflix series Daredevil, uh, where you have these long action sequences that are from an angle that you get to watch it all take place, and it's not snap cuts. Not to be confused with a shit movie. I think Quantum goes way heavy into the snap cuts. Okay. Um, and I just think that was an editing issue. Not a, I, I think Craig can take that choreography. He can learn the fight sequences if given the time to. Yeah. The editing just made it seem like he would throw a punch and then you'd see the guy get hit, but he didn't really actually see him connect it, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Which is weird because Casino did not do that. Yeah, the Casino fight scene in the stairwell in Casino is does not have that same issue. And, and I think what Cole's saying is for us, especially that like our uh, – action movie nerds and, and love like really great fight scenes and fight choreography specifically, but then it carries over into chase scenes as well. Snap cuts are generally a sign that like the actors couldn't hack it. And so like the director Ouch. and editor is having to get creative. N- not always. Yeah. But like, that's generally like what it sign signals. And so I think that's like kind of a personal preference thing for us as well. That like when we see those snap cuts, like that's the first thing in the back of my mind. Whereas in this, again, I think it actually was a stylistic choice to do it like that. Yeah. Who's the director? I should know this. I'm hosting. Yeah, you are the host. Don't answer, because then I'll say, do you want to host? Yeah. Well, it was Mark Foster. I think the director was Mark Foster, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Forster. <laughs> gotcha. You roasted. You son of a bitch. I laid it out there for you just to get you caught. Hi. Oh, God. Um, can I do my efficient Sounds fix? Sounds like my wife. Senor hosty. I don't have one. Um, no, I'm going to go first. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Bryce, do you want to tell us your fix? so my efficient fix again harkens back to the villain um i don't think the villain's super interesting had Um, you ever seen that actor before it's matthew amarick uh i don't know i didn't really recognize him he didn't seem familiar to me but i I don't think the actor's necessarily bad i thought yeah Um, he was a fun actor it's more like a writing kind of thing because Mm -hmm. 
basically, like I mentioned, I don't think his plot's super interesting. He, he's it, Well, it is because he's trying to buy the natural resource of just water and dominate water when everybody assumes he's trying to buy oil. Um, but again, compared to other Bond plots, it's just not a great movie telling thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but even more than that, like something they do throughout the movie, when they from the moment they introduce him, you're sure he's the villain. Like he tries to kill the Bond girl the very first time he sees her. He's surprised she's still alive. Um, so you know he's the villain. And then they keep going back to this well in the movie of like, are we sure he's the villain? And, and you as the audience, you're like, yes, absolutely, 100%. He looks like a villain. He has said on well, camera, I'm going to kill I, her. <laughs> Like, he's working with a Bolivian general who's trying to stage a coup. Like, he has all of the villain trademarks. And, like, every time Bond talks to someone, they're like, well, we don't think he's that bad. And you're like, okay, I, we know he's bad. Like, I come think, on. See, I, see, I, I saw it as um, intentional. They were trying to show you, yes, this guy is a villain. But at the same time, we have to put up with some of some people like this because we have to control resources. Like, we need access to these resources, so you but, have to get into bed with some bad players. So times. they use that to justify why they're allowing the military coup to occur in Bolivia. But people keep asking James Bond, are you sure this green fellow is a villain? Yeah. Well, they and, don't know what he's trying to do. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure he's a villain. And they're like, why are you? I don't know. He, he runs an NGO. And it's like, yeah, but still, like, come on. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to, even though I questioned you, you have all night to question me. Casino Royale, yeah. shout right there, which is the greatest movie of all time. If you Of all have, time. Yeah, more like of all time. Um, <laughs> so my mine was the villain, being more villainous. I think he came off as pretty villainous in his dialogue when he interacted with other characters early on. I think the reason this movie suffers so badly is because the lack of direction from a writing standpoint like, the first half of the movie is so much stronger than the second half. And with me, it's like, so one of my, t- I don't want to step on tidbits too much, but there was a writer's strike that went on in 2008. Yeah. And affected a lot of properties in Hollywood. This is one of them. Um, so the original writer wasn't the one to finish the movie. You can feel that in the villain's plot because, sure, him controlling water and essentially, you know, charging so much for utilities is a weak plot but what i liked about it is kind of what what they do with casino is this is a bond based in reality Mm -hmm. so everything that happens in this movie obviously aside from him surviving everything is realistic right if they had showed the villain detracting the water sources from these towns more effectively and showing people suffer showing people dying you can be like wow this guy's a douche yeah and the quote you use as the opener is pretty sinister. So there's something there for yeah. this villain. It just doesn't feel yeah. as intimidating as like. I mean, look at the other villains that we've got in the Daniel Craig movies. So we have Mads Mikkelsen as Le Chief Ar- in Casino oh, Royale, which is incredible. We have Har- Javier Bardem. Who might be the best all time. Yeah, like he's just one of our best actors <laughs> yeah. right now, and he's playing a Bond villain. Mental evaluation fell. Physical evaluation fell. Yeah. Psychological evaluation. <laughs> uh, we have Christoph Waltz in Spectre, who's Came not used short. very well, yeah. but he he's an incredible actor. Um, and then we have Rami Malek in the upcoming one. And so, oh, like, I can't wait. Ugh. The the villain makes the Bond movie a lot of the times. And in this one, I think that's yeah, one of the Yeah, as much as the reasons. Bond does, the villain does as well. Yeah, yeah I don't know if they were a good pairing. Um, Mads Mikkelsen was so, like, what's the word? Skeevy? Menacing. Like, menacing. There yeah. you go, Skeevy. Yeah. Well, he's, he's like a, the very intellectual villain. Yeah. He, he fits that to a T. Whereas Dominic Green was, like Lee said, he was running an NGO. It's like, what's his motive? Right. What's what's his yeah. angle here? And this might be a nitpick, 
but it, it, it was somewhat laughable for me and it, it becomes very underwhelming. So that final scene in the hotel where the two of them face off. He shrieks. Well, not that specifically, <laughs> which is, that is, I guess, kind of funny. Um, but no, it's like you watch a whole movie where, so like, for example, um, Daniel Craig or James Bond, it has to be taken back in. He's, he's, he's been removed from active duty and he's in an elevator with three other high ranking agents in MI6 and he, Without Switch. issue, smokes them. Real quick. Handcuffs. Cole, like you said, that was one scene I agree. The editing was horrible. You hardly saw the fight. Right. It yeah. flashes for a second, and then yeah. everybody's unconscious. Sorry. But it's yeah. hard to film in an elevator, but yeah. No, that one, yeah. So Avengers did it. You get a moment. <laughs> Winter's older. I can do this all day. Uh, you get this moment where you see, or you get several moments where he is ousting people, and even other highly trained people, he'll have a moment where it's kind of going back and forth, right? Like uh, when he kills uh, uh, Mr. Slate. And like the guy like stabs him a couple times, and he like stabs him. Oh, great, great. Can we talk about Mr. Slate's kill. We, we will. Okay. We will get to that. Yeah. Right. But when he finally faces off against uh, our homeboy, our big villain, at the end, I hate that the villain is able to match his physicality for a while. Yeah. Like they trade blows back and forth. Yeah. Wow. And I want to be like, doesn't I, he have an axe though? Like he, he has he, an advantage. Not not at first. But There's he, a couple times at first where literally he like lunges out and punches him, and they're like trading blows back and forth. I'm like this. And Daniel the, would or Bond would oust this guy. The guy looks like he can't even do a push up. Like it's just weird to have him all of a sudden have that physicality when it hasn't been displayed earlier in the movie. Yeah. If if he had done something in that category before, maybe you buy it. But for me, when I watch it at the end, I'm like, they wouldn't actually have a toe to toe matchup right now. So I'm glad you you said that. I have a coworker who loves Bond's his favorite franchise, and I was talking with him about Quantum. Is it you? It's surprisingly <laughs> not me. Um, and he, we were talking about Quantum, and he, the one thing he said is, I, I wasn't believable that the villain could go toe-to-toe with Bond in this movie. So me being super biased towards Bond movies, I thought maybe they were trying to show he was distracted because he heard the, the Bolivian president. Here's the gunshot. Yeah, here's the gunshot, and then there was fire. So, But no, yeah, yeah totally just – like he should have ran through him in a heartbeat. So – so that kind of leads me to the next category, which is a positive for the movie. Yeah. Best scene. Which one scene or scenes would you convince someone to show show them to watch this movie? Bryce, why don't you dive in? So I do actually think the hotel fight is the best scene at the very end of the movie. Like I mentioned, wow. it was the only scene I remembered from my previous viewings of this movie. Um, I just like that it has a lot of things going on that are interesting. Specifically, so it starts with a car crash. Uh, Bond crashes a car into the hotel, which starts this chain reaction of uh, these power cells that they mentioned earlier that are so slowly like exploding and catching the whole hotel on fire. And so it kind of feels like a video game. And I mean that as a compliment because it's like there's a timer on this fight, which to me kind of justifies some of the issues y'all brought up with it not seeming like this guy should be able to go toe-to-toe with Bond of like the environment that he is in makes it so that like even Bond's physical advantages are minimized because hmm. the floor is exploding around them. The floor is lava. The floor is lava, yeah. Um, I've been training for that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like visually a very cool scene. The whole building's on fire. Uh, it provides that real sense of urgency that like for once in this movie, like you're like, oh my gosh, like well, this is kind of intense yeah. now. It's also, the first, sorry to cut in, it's also like the first time it's, that it's at the very end of the movie. It's the first time in the movie where you get to a physical location that feels very Bondian, where it's like yeah. this high-tech facility in the desert, right? Like, True. I mean, it's obscure. Like, yeah. And I'm going to correct you. Yeah. He doesn't crash a car in. He lands on the hood of a car, and he just shows his physical prowess that, prowess that there's like 10 guys there, and he just is able to like shoot them between 
the car door stuff, he shoots a fuel cell. Fuel cell, that, or, yeah. The oh, car, car backs up into the fuel. Yeah, you know, the car like explodes. Okay, yeah, 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 but it's even better because he never actually gets in a car. Yeah, and he, just he, he just jumps on the hood he, of the car. We had a mutual <laughs> friend. <laughs> I, did, I did not love that line. But yeah, it was such a cheesy line. Well, because that's the guy that killed Mathis. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. is weird in this movie because Mathis is kind of the villain of Casino Royale, not, so, not entirely. But he he's redeemed in this movie. He's a good guy. And you're like, would Bond really love Mathis, though? He's he, pretty sure this guy betrayed him. I read online, real quick on that, He it was not conveyed very clear at all. He was never – you were supposed right. to walk away You were supposed to casino. assume that Mathis was actually never the villain and it was, it was always, always Vesper. Vesper. But, like, you definitely don't walk away feeling like no. that from Casino. I had to read about it now, and Casino is my all-time favorite movie. I still yeah. forget. You still are like, yeah, yeah, Mathis is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, Vesper leaked. Yeah, Vesper's – well, leaked you definitely tell. know Vesper's the villain, but – Yeah, the bitch is dead. <laughs> Man, what a line. Um, I don't know. So, best scene – again, it wasn't like I uh, – oh, I can't pick a best scene. This movie was, it was terrible. I, I think the moments that I really enjoy Craig Bond – is when he gets to be pretty charismatic, be very like oh, Bond in a tux yeah. a lot of times. Um, and so uh, when he arrives to, is it Bolivia that they're actually in? I think so. Yeah. Um, and Jim Arterton, uh, Fields, Agent Fields, whatever her name is, oh, yeah, but she says great. it's just Fields. She like meets him at the airport and it's like, <laughs> I'll, you know, I got to take you home tomorrow. He's like, oh, and that means we have all night. Uh, and so they like pull up to this like rundown hotel that's a part of their cover and he walks in and immediately walks out. She's like, no, this is a, we're teachers. Like it, it matches our Cover. disguise. Uh, and so then it like cuts to this incredibly beautiful hotel, very fancy, very swanky. And he walks up to the help desk and goes, uh, we need a room, please. We're, uh, we're teachers, dot, 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 who just won the lottery. Yeah. Um, and so there's like a tip of the hat there for me of just him just being like debonair and charming and hilarious. And then immediately beds her. He does immediately bed her. Literally moments I, later. Help um, me find the stationery. Um, <laughs> What's stationery, by the way? Letters. Like sewing? Like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that because it, it that's a very classic Bond aspect of him being, like, incredibly smooth and charismatic. And then it, that transitions right into this, like, high-end party scene uh, where you get to see him, uh, the villain, doing something pretty creepy where he almost pushes the girl over the side. Um, and so I like that scene a lot because I think it paints a good picture of the story but also gives me, like, the Craig Bond that I secretly love as well, the, like, his little one-liners and stuff like that. Well, mm. both of you picked different scenes, which is cool. Um, I thought we were going to have the same scene. What would you pick? Uh, well, real quick, commenting off of Cole, I struggle with Craig Bond because I love his physical scenes above anything else, but I love his Bond moments as well. So I'm like, what do I like better? Like he, when he touches his cufflinks in Skyfall, when he comes off that broken uh, train, I like get hard. He's so good at being like cheeky Bond as I know, well. He has great ass cheeks too. That's not what I meant. Well, I've seen him tied to a chair. Daniel Craig has this kind of like smirk when he's doing something, when he's being like brash. That's really great. He does it yeah. a lot in Casino Royale as well when he walks up to the desk and they're supposed to be undercover and he just says, I'm James Bond. <laughs> we have room for charisma. two. And you're just like, this is the cool. Yeah, he's Coolest so cool. Coolest man in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he, does it. he does it really good. I do love those moments. with Yeah, fixing yeah. his cufflinks, fixing oh. his tie, any of that stuff. I'm into it. Um, so my best scene, uh, I actually have two. But I did say scene or scenes, so sure. screw off. Um, I love the opening scene. I, re- I, re- I referenced last week on our episode when we did that shit movie, Bad Boys 2. This, um, this is a worse chase scene than Bad Boys 2. No, see, I disagree. I, I, the cut scenes, you made a good point, but I actually like just seeing Craig behind the wheel and seeing his like <laughs> smirks and stuff. Um, but the opening scene leading into 
where they he chases down Mitchell. Yeah. I love that scene. The it's foot chase so is cool. better than the car chase. He, yeah, the foot chase is way better. But the way he treats his body, he's just like a weapon. When he like mm-hmm. jumps onto a veranda at one point, like slams himself against the wall, and then immediately jumps up and like climbs up. It's just insane. Yeah. Um, so you watch He'd that. He'd have a lot of concussions. <laughs> oh, yeah. After watching Casino, though, you're going into the theater and you're watching Quantum. Um, like I remember thinking... I remember going to see this with my brother and my cousin. We were the only ones in the theater. We were so excited. And we used to, people were walking in, we're like, Welcome to Quantum of Solace. Like I was saying it. That was so funny. And you watch Jurassic Park. Yeah, you watch this scene and you're like, Oh, this is just a, picking up where I left off. It's going to be better than the last one. Sadly, it was. Spoiler alert, um, it was not. <laughs> so I loved the beginning chase scenes. I also thought, what, which was a really cool scene, um, oh, what was a really cool scene was the opera scene. Where yeah, the, the I like quantum, the opera a lot. They're meeting at the yeah. opera. That feels very James Bond exactly. compared to the other scenes. Especially like the wit of like, y'all should find another place to meet just so he knew so they'd he knows stand, that up. They'll stand up. Oh man, that's it's so, so great. good. And so when he leaves right away, the opera music's playing. Yeah. And he encounters them and he's in his tux and it's all of a sudden it's just mayhem because it's just like shooting in the play and then it cuts to shooting in the real. Oh, it's so the fight, cool. F- like having any action movie that has a justification for why opera music is the backing oh, yeah. for a fight scene is awesome. It's so great. But yeah, again, Cole, the clever You're little... you about Duel of Fates? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the clever little ploy to get them to stand up at the opera is so smart and so cool. And you're like... Because even... Uh, is his name Mr. White? Mr. White, yeah. yeah. He, he does he stays, it stand. Yeah, he he, like, he kind of gets what's happening there. Yep. He takes the thing off. Yeah. Another thing, Mr. White, they wrapped his character up in Spectre just confusing like they never he's confusing because there's not enough connection between the movies and he is the character that's supposed to connect these otherwise disparate films um but there's not like enough linking because they change it from being quantum to being specter yeah it's so confusing yeah. they always inspect he's interesting though i don't know who that actor is but he, he he yeah he i'm interested in his secrets that he has inspector when they show the screens of like everything was controlled by blofeld they always leave out quantum i don't know if you noticed that they Quantum like skip, was a separate organization from Spectre? Is that they what they're just implying? They like skipped that movie out. Oh, it's like, we all did. I don't know. Um, so that leads to the next category. A lot of people have called this. Actually, I've heard. I don't know if you guys ever heard this. They say that some of the Craig movies, but this one is specific, uh, specifically plays out more like a, a – the name of the category is Jason Bond or James Bourne. So it's, right. like, a, it's like a Jason Bourne movie. Right. Um, mainly focusing on the style of fighting mm-hmm. and how that shot – but uh, it's more of like a vengeful movie. Got to keep moving. They might catch me. They got to stop me. Blah blah blah. Um, did you guys get that sense in watching Quantum? Yeah, I I actually hadn't heard that before, but thought it as I was watching it. As we're going through these chase scenes that we've talked about a lot now, with the rapid cuts and the shaky cam as well. We haven't t- mentioned that, but there's a lot of shaky cam action going on, <clears throat> and so I'm watching it. And I see them doing this, and at first I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm interested in this. They're trying to do something non-traditional, which I said I do like that they tried that. Um, and then there's like also a little bit of a sense here of like the Indiana Jones lack of a plan plan that, that <laughs> James has the whole movie where he does he's making it up as he goes along. And that's kind of cool for the audience too because you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Because he just gets into the car. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm your geologist, I guess, yeah. if that's what you're looking for. Someone's trying to kill you, I think. Yeah, and so that's all That's all cool. But then I realized, oh, that's exactly like Jason Bourne. 
I personally don't really care for the Jason Bourne movies, and so I do think that's a big part of why. But it's Matt Damon. I, I love Matt Damon, but I don't I don't care for the Jason Bourne movies for those reasons. The plot is overly complicated and convoluted. The shaky cam, uh, rapid cut fight scenes aren't my favorite. Um, so I did I do see why people would say I don't think that's true of the other Daniel Craig Bonds, but I do see why people would say it about this one. I hadn't heard that, but. I don't, I don't particularly care for it. Is there one scene in particular that stood out to you that made you feel like, oh, this isn't Bond? Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I think that that scene where he just gets in the car and is making it up as he goes along oh, okay. feels very unbond and feels really Jason Bourne yeah, yeah. from a plot perspective. And then we've talked about the chase scenes with the shaky cam rapid cut. Yeah. Um, feels un, feels like James uh, <laughs> feels like Jason Bourne. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a tip to my tidbits for later. Tip um, it up. Tip I the think tid. y'all aren't at all off, off – uh, off the trail here because the stunt coordinator uh, for this movie also coordinated Jason Bourne. Makes Get sense. Out of here. Um, so, are you kidding? Uh, I'm actually really excited to share about him later because he has been a part of a ton of projects. Oh, sweet. Okay. I feel like in Hollywood, if you are like a very specific role like that, like stunt coordinator, you can just like lock it down because like you don't you don't appear on camera, so no one's like sick of seeing you, and you could just be in every film that you want to be in if you're really good. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, Cole, did you get that? feeling yeah i think again like uh i like the jason Bourne movies i uh, not i like them a lot i think obviously much more than bryce does i don't know that bryce cares for them that much uh but i like them a lot um i got into them when i was younger so i think that helps in that department where it was like this really cool movie as a kid um that you got to watch uh and felt like maybe you're like a little bit of an adult in the room getting to see like something that was like people dying and like cool fight scenes yeah um, but yeah, and no, I think especially as we just said, and not to um, keep beating the dead horse, but the the like fast cut fight scenes um, yeah. really took me out of it. And Bryce mentioned a part of it, which is the a lot of times that may be uh, indicative that quote a actor couldn't cut it. Um, but I think I'll also uh, they'll do that fast cut sequence basically when the main camera or the pulled back camera, if the footage isn't stimulating enough. Um, no. So I see that for me. Craig always stimulates me. <laughs> I think I see that specifically the most in the boat chase scene um, okay. because it cuts so often in that scene. Yeah. And I know that if they were just filming that from a drone, like a boat chase isn't really that cool looking. Yeah, a boat chase is good. I feel like there's a lot of movies that use boat chases and so, they're never super satisfying. And you'll notice it's always pushed in very tight on yeah, boat scenes. Has to be. That was a nod um, to classic Bonds. Right. There's a couple of Bonds that use I don't need a boat boat, boat, boat chases. Chase. Get that out of here. There's one where he drives a boat on land. Like he, he ramps it across <laughs> the land and slides across oh, yeah, the land yeah. back into the water. But yeah, so I think that scene specifically really plays off as like the editing issues again. But yeah, so yeah, I, I see some some Jason Bourne in just the fast cuts. I think mm. they should have got uh, my favorite stuntman is Cliff Booth. You know him? Yeah, heard about him. Did you? No, he's a fake character. Once upon a time, yeah, in Hollywood. yeah. Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely, obviously, I made the category, so it feels like a Bourne movie to me at times. But the scene that stuck out the, to most to me was you referenced earlier, Bryce, um, Mr. Slate. Mm-hmm. That whole fight scene with the it's a born that's, that's a born, born fight, fight scene, scene for sure yeah it's, yeah. yeah it's so uh, it's so brutal mm-hmm. it's so great well I want to talk about it for a different reason so here okay. he he walks into this man's hotel room yeah and this man tries to attack him with a knife so you think I know James Bond's the good guy so this guy might be the bad guy but also if somebody breaks into your hotel room attacking them is not the least rational and then 
without saying anything, James Bond just kills him by stabbing him in the neck. Well, it, it, no, it is an you, issue, though. You do know he's the bad guy later because he was an assassin. But, like, just in that scene, I'm like, are we sure that's a bad guy? It's <laughs> also, like, the crazy killer move of he gets him in the neck. And in that way, it's like it's only he's gonna bleed out. Fatigued him, yeah. But his final kill stab is he puts him into the like whatever that main artery in your leg is. Oh, so yeah, that's he's right. holding his leg. That. He like like he's killing like an animal. He right. drives the knife Femoral into the leg. Is what yeah. It's called. Okay. yeah, yeah. He's got like this aggressive look, pressure on his shoulder. Gosh, stabs him. The, yeah, but he does get reprimanded for that earlier. Right. Or, I'm sorry. Later on. But so like she's mad because he's killing people. Um, that like they could question. I'm more concerned that he might be killing Bastille, people who yeah. aren't bad guys. He's the Dungeons and Dragons murder hobo. Yeah, exactly. I love inside jokes like that. That I'm not. That's a, like of. a normal phrase. Is yeah. it for nerds? People just walk around. Yeah. Ooh, in, nerds. in video games, <laughs> killing people. Sword. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, that scene though, at the end when he, oh god, it's so manly. It's so cool. Which part? And after he kills the guy, he goes in the closet, just tears his shirt, and oh, wraps up his yeah, bloody yeah, arm, yeah, yeah. and then he puts that jacket on. So they had that jacket at – it's been in style forever. It's just Banana a leather Republic, jacket, isn't it? No, it's, it's not leather. Not. Banana Republic um, outlet store has one that looks just like it. I have it now. It's like a black Banana Republic material. for yeah. sponsoring this episode. I swear to God. And one of the earlier pods that we did, we talked about a movie song that has had an impact right. in your life. And I said that James Bond Casino Royale theme came in. Right. Well, it was when I was wearing the quantum jacket. <laughs> and every time I put that jacket on, I always go – It's like we it makes you feel so cool. We haven't talked about the Quantum song, but uh, so pretty big names. I'm glad that you brought that up because I forgot to bring it up in efficient fix. Okay, a bad it's a bad Bond song. No, no Bond song I think is great. I'm gonna live and let die you. is a Bond song. First I'm, of all, I'm gonna let I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm in never a listening to a Bond song on my own. I'm gonna disagree with you in a second here. Okay, in this one though, just let Alicia Keys do all the singing. When you switch well, Jack from White Jack, wrote it, so yeah. I think, yeah. But when you switch from Jack White to Alicia Keys, it almost sounds off pitch. Their their voices are so different. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. Um, it's going back to Cole though. Casino Royale had an amazing song by, oh my gosh, Chris Cornell, Audio Slave. Yeah, you know my name. You know my name. It's a good one. Skyfall won an Oscar. Adele. I do like Skyfall, but that's also our girl Adele. Adele, Adele. our girl, and then. Spectre's song, can't think of the name of it, by Sam Smith. Yeah. Is right. amazing. Again, they all sound great. Yes. Cool. I've, I've never I've never, never played them it. once out of oh. the movie. So for I had myself. Skyfall on a workout playlist. <laughs> yeah. there's a I think scene, you're the only one. There's but, a scene in Skyfall. Remember when he's working out? Yeah. There's a scene, it didn't make the movie, but made the trailer. He's in like sweats, those like nicest sweats ever. And he's running along like and that's and so i would just go for runs and play this guy fall very big influence in my life i don't yeah. know if it's daniel craig's body or it's james daniel Bond. craig's body has been a huge influence <laughs> huge in your influence. life yeah if anyone ever says hey you got a similar build to daniel craig i would do get married then and there yeah, yeah. preferably one of my good friends in college we non so jokingly would always refer to him as daniel craig he has a very daniel craig look and vibe one ryan ferguson ryan mm. ryan r-y-n-e like the river in germany oh of course, that's what I was thought you were referring to. <laughs> um, so, you have any comments on the song there, Brycey? No, I, I I thought it was okay. I do like Jack White and I like Alicia Keys, and I was listening to it and I was like, I wish they had both recorded a version of the song and just had like a reality show competition to pick the version. Um, I do like the Bond music generally as well. Um, the the, the theme songs. I mean, 
it's a big deal to get picked to write the Bond theme song. So you yeah, know who's doing the and I would one? say like I no. would I would enjoy the movie less if the song wasn't a part of it. But again, I'm just not listening to the music outside of the movie. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, one thing the Craig movies did specifically in Casino, um, it was one of the the first time where the actual dun 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 is not the theme you hear throughout the movie. It's a um, an instrumental version of you know my name mm-hmm. which is very cool so in this yeah. movie they do the same thing they do the instrumental version of another way to die whatever right. it is skyfall kind of goes back to the original mm-hmm. um so this new one i've never heard her music but apparently she's like a huge star billy eilish yeah billy eilish is she won like every award at the grammys this year do you guys know her music yeah is it good i enjoy it she's really strange like she yeah. scares me sorry she like bleeds ink in one of her out of her eyes. Oh yeah, her, her aesthetic in her music videos is is extra. It's creepy. like a, it, I'm scared to listen to her music. Yeah, <laughs> she has a her most favorite song is called "Bad Guy," um, and like a part of it is just her singing with a nosebleed, which just gives me weird vibes. But yeah. no, she's good. I like her music. But she's doing yeah, so she's doing yeah. the Bond uh, song with her brother, I guess, as an artist too. Yeah, they they work together a lot. So, yeah. That's You're more of a Britney Spears and Lucky kind of music video guy. Yeah, I wish I, don't, I, I wish don't, Lucky I wish was the, the theme reference. song to. Uh, you ever seen Lucky? The is music? that the schoolgirl outfit? No, I, no. Isn't she lucky? I don't know the music video. We'll have to watch it later. It's okay. not really great for a podcast for us to watch a music video. <laughs> just, just everyone, bear with us. Just pause for a second. Um, all right, so we kind of referenced this category already. Chase by car, by land, by air, or by boat. boat. They have every kind of chase in this movie. Every kind of chase is yeah. in this movie. I actually had to go back and add in by air because I forgot about the plane I, I realized scene. when they're doing the plane chase, I was like, impossible. <laughs> they have a plane thought, chase in this movie. kind of cool scene. I'm going to start with the plane chase. Do they die because of how late they open the parachute? Absolutely, they do. Yes. Okay. They I, open the parachute and land like half a second later. Yes. Literally, I, I talked about this at the beginning about I watch these videos where professionals break down content and stuff like that. So one of them is like this active Marine, this scene, all kinds of action and duty is looking at scenes from Hollywood in like these war movies. And he references that specifically in. No way. Uh, he talks about it jokingly in um, the original Point Break when oh. Bodie jumps out with Careful. no shoot. It's a great And so <laughs> that's the whole premise of that though is they're trying I to open it FBI as low. FBI agent. Like the idea is like you are the biggest dude if you open your shoot the lowest in point break. Right. This one Fresh they can't get open. But then the final scene where he jumps out truly with none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was the guy is talking about he's like, you know, there's a pretty small margin between like Yes, you would land and break your knee or, you know, fracture something or you are just dead. I got to believe they're absolutely just dead. In, in quantum. <laughs> absolutely. The thing only like, quote, slows them, I feel like a second. You need a they... parachute to be open for a little while meters, to get meters. you down to a comfortable yeah, speed. Yeah, it was one thing. I remember even thinking that as a kid. Uh, well, I don't know if I was a kid. I don't know, 14, 15, 16. But I remember thinking, I like how realistic these movies are. To an extent, they go above and beyond. This was too unrealistic. Like that gonna, particular. Scene. Their bodies are broken. They're yeah. splattered. They're dead for sure. Yeah. Um, so going back to the original question: chase by car, by land, by air, by boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of chase scenes do you like best in Bond films? I think the most famous Bond chases are mostly car chases, mostly because the Bond trademark Aston Martin is. Is a, it's just like a Bond thing. Unless it's Pierce Brosnan and it's a BMW. Yeah, unless it's oh, Pierce. Gosh. Um, 
But I, I think I really like, especially in the Daniel Craig movies, the foot chase. Yep. hundred percent. Especially, yep. I mean, one of my favorite chase scenes is the opening of Casino Royale. That's one of yep. the best scenes in movie history. It's so good. But then even Spectre, which is a disappointment, Spectre has a, a foot chase scene that's really good. Um, it does? Mm-hmm. At the Dia de Muertos uh, festival. He's on a foot oh, chase yeah, scene. Oh, yeah. It is cool. Um, they The Daniel Craig movies do the foot chase scenes really well. And they're just more interesting because... Like Cole said, you don't have to keep snapping back and forth between the sh- overhead shot of the car and the interior of the car. Like you get the the actors actually running. You don't necessarily have to use stunt doubles. Obviously, they do, but I don't know. He gets hurt a lot. Yeah, um, but you don't have to uh, use them because you can just have, have the actor he, running. He's a good movie runner. Yeah, he's like second to Cruise. second. Yeah, number two overall. Maybe he'll overtake Cruise. What he looks good. Like he, I remember reading an article when they were casting him. And then getting him in shape. I mean, he was a rugby player. That's why he's got a little, like, His like shoulders, a stockier yeah. build, you know? They said they wanted someone who looked like he could sprint a mile, run through a brick wall, and then sprint another mile. That's Daniel Craig. And he literally does those sure. things in a casino round. He's just, like, he's so damn handsome, too. And, like, God. <laughs> he has this, like... He he never really fully smiles, no. so he just always has this like smirk on his he's face. He's just like a muscle with appendages Gosh, coming out. Gosh, he's this, so handsome. Yeah. Mm. We should just do a Daniel Craig appreciation hour. This is. This is. That's what this is. Yes. <laughs> we should release the Casino Royale episode that we've recorded. Oh, no. We Spoiler, it was that. our first, and it is bad. If you want to hear Mario doing a plot summary of the movie Whole for plot summary. 45 minutes. Shot for shot. It was awesome. <laughs> Hit us but then up. I start it, and then I go back. Oh, actually, let's tell it from the point of the villain. <laughs> actually, I forgot. Let me tell you about this guy oh, named Phoenix Slider. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to want to hear the movie. You're going to want to watch the movie. Yeah. So, um, Cole, what about you? Um, I'm also in the by land category. I love the foot chases. If I'm just picking a different one to talk about things that are good in the do. other ones. Um, so for every reason Bryce just said, I love the, the people chase ones, uh, for one extra reason. I think a lot of times they'll juxtapose them amidst crowds. Um, and it's like fun to see how, um, much of an obstacle, just a group of people can be to like moving quickly. Yeah. Uh, and how intense it becomes when that guy just fires back in the crowd in, yeah. in quantum. Um, but I think in the other categories, I don't care for the boat scenes again, just cause it's, I, I, they're not inherently, um, who's driving the boat. <laughs> you fucking goons. <laughs> they're not like intense enough. They try to make them intense through the editing, but it's not like, I don't know. It's just not as crazy. Uh, so I think my second favorite would be the car chases. Um, and I, to reference another movie, I like the Casino Royale one, especially when it's not really a chase, but when he's racing to go get Vesper. Oh, and he flips it. And he flips it. That's so oh, iconic and intense and oh, really, really bumps. good. Um, but I think like, I, I'm, I'm not, I hate to use the word fine with, but I like the opening scene, car, say, car like chase it. scene. Uh, but to say I'm fine with it sounds like it's not that great. But like, I love the way that I feel like a lot of times in Bond movies, they will let the environment impact his driving in a way that he's like adapting to. Um, so like the semi truck gets shot and then veers off into the guardrail and then comes back in and all of a sudden it's his bumper like pierces through the door and almost like yeah. stabs Bond. Yeah. You see him kind of like, you know, adjust like, to my it. my pants, these are expensive. Uh, and he like does like the e-brake turn that I guess every person can do but me and it pulls the door <laughs> oh, I off. I in the Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of good things that are happening in the car chase scenes and they do those well because they've been doing them for so long. So the car, speaking of cars, like, you know, product placement's huge in Bond movies and the Craig movies have done it pretty tastefully. Uh, whether it's like a Sony Ericsson phone that he used or Aston Martin, obviously. Do you, reckon, do you realize in, in the first two movies... Ford paid a ton of money in Casino when he's driving to that 
hotel in Bahamas. He's driving a Ford. How about this little shit Ford that he gets picked up by uh, the Bond girl? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the oh, tiny that's funny. Get in. What's her name in the movie? Oh, gosh. I mean, we should know that. I should know. I'm. Yeah, I'm this hosting. is your movie. You don't know anything about this movie. Because I mean, Vesper's... Camille Montez. Yeah, yeah. Camille. Vesper's the only care about. But yeah. uh, she picks him up in a little... And you can hear, like, like makes little noises. It's like, <laughs> we shouldn't have these cars in Bond movies. But um, I obviously agree. His by foot or his chase scenes are the best. Um, like in I, Casino, he, he is on a crane at one point. Yeah, it's awesome. And he gets a gun thrown at him and he catches it. Gosh, yeah. when he's and in the embassy. Like, we've, we've pooped the on the, the boat chase scenes, but... If you're in a boat, it feels like if you're getting shot at, it's really easy to shoot a person in another boat. So the the climax of the boat scene I've never failed. shot a gun while being on a boat for sure. But. The climax fell. He like – the speedboat gets close to him. And what does he do? He puts an anchor. No, he throws it in reverse. He throws it in reverse, but he throws like a, a Yeah, he thing. puts he puts the – Oh, to yeah, get the other – yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it throws just it in reverse. Whoop, and they flip And they, they run up on him and then he like – And they yeah. go, oh, no, we're wet. We can't shoot after him anymore. <laughs> But you know, um, I'm with Bryce. They they would have just killed him in the initial moment of firing upon a tiny little fishing boat. Because they stop shooting when they duck, but or it's like, you can just keep shooting and the boat will stand. It could be stormtroopers <laughs> out of costume. Um, there is a cool chasing inspector, the car chasing, but it, I yeah. remember thinking it, it's long. It's too long. I, I don't vividly remember that one. And I just, I don't, maybe you have to be really into cars to care about chasings? No, I like I like some of the car chase scenes, but it's just... They're not as rewarding as the foot chase scenes for me. Yeah, because you don't get to see Craig moving his muscles. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. All right, guys. So this next category talks generally about Bond, yeah. which is arguably the greatest film franchise aside from Star Wars. Fact. Arguably. Um, arguably fact. Yes. Favorite actor who has played Bond and why, Cole? Daniel Craig. Why? Uh. I think part of it is that his initials are so close together in the alphabet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the DC is nice though. for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I th- so I love Pierce Brosnan when he was my only option. Oh, I think the Brosnan hand. Pierce Brosnan uh, was never your only option. No, he. When, when I got yeah, into we James kids. Bond, I had no memory of it. There was other movies yeah. that oh, existed yeah, yeah. at that yeah, point. There's other though. Bonds before him, but he was the Bond I knew growing up, right? Okay. Um, and I thought when that was shown to me that that was what Bond was. You know, he was only handsome. He wasn't very physically yeah. strong, you know, like menacing. All of the Bond actors are pretty handsome. Like every yeah. person that's played James Bond no, is yeah, a handsome Yeah, but he's saying man. he had to use like maybe his handsome charisma. Pierce Brosnan might be the most handsome. I totally disagree. But maybe he had to use some of those traits because he couldn't pull it off physically. Right. But again, I'm saying this is this is Cole's childhood yeah, brain yeah, yeah. being oh, okay. formed of who is James Brosnan. Bond. Gotcha. Okay. It's, it's this guy who's handsome. He's not very physical. He's got a ton of gadgets. He's got things that nobody knows exist and he's got them, right? He has a laser in the end of his pen. He can hear from long distances with this tiny little like rubber band microphone thing, you know, like random stuff, right? So I think when I got witnessed to the Daniel Craig, it was just a really awesome thing. Like yeah. there was never a moment for me when I watched Daniel Craig in his first role as Bond that I was like, oh, this is not Bond. He's too, he's too strong. He's, he's blonde. He's blonde. It, none of that, right? Like I immediately loved it the most. And I think it's because I appreciate the physicality a yeah. lot of what he's doing. Yeah, um, so. I'll piggyback off that. I remember watching this as a kid with my parents on New Year's Day when it came out around then, whatever, I think it's November. Anyways, I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is what the character should be. Like, it's just so good. Casino Royale or Yeah, Quantum Casino Royale, yeah. 
and I had Brosnan as well. I had the 007 GoldenEye video game and great, Brosnan. Great video was, game. Yeah, Brosnan was Bond to me. Mm-hmm. Um, great all-time best video game, yeah. arguably. Uh, arguably a fact. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just Bond needs to be be able to beat the shit out of everyone. And I think I think Daniel Craig's the most handsome. And okay. just, maybe T Dalt. T Dalt. Timothy Dalton. Going for it uh, before Bryce answers. Sorry, uh, just giving some context of here's who we're pulling from. Okay, yeah. here's all the bonds. Here's all our bonds. Number one, Sean Connery. Classic. Sean Connery. Then we get George Lazenby for one movie. For one movie. For one movie. Uh, you get Roger Moore. People love him. People then love Roger Timothy Moore. Then you get Timothy Dalton. T Dalt. Then you get Pierce Brosnan. Of course. Yep. Then you get Daniel Craig. And then you get Idris Elba. Hopefully, I win. fingers no, crossed. No, he's too old. Yeah, he's too old now. Richard Madden now. You love it. You know, Madden. real quick on that, people in the world, the internet exploded because they could cast a black actor as Bond. Right. The same thing happened. How ridiculous this when he was blonde hair, you know, crack yeah. people went crazy. Yeah. Which I hate the argument against Idris Elba because he is freaking James Bond. Yeah. He'd yeah. I mean, be so, and it was just too late. His, he's a bit. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he seem he seems too old. They want to take it younger, it, especially if you want to get three or four movies out of yeah. him. Yeah. Um. But man, in terms of physicality, Idris Elba's a big guy. Yeah, Huge Charles guy. Minor. Charles, <laughs> Charles Minor. Minor, great volleyball player. Soccer, soccer too. <laughs> yeah, soccer, soccer too. too. You yeah. got to start. I don't watch. It's because I play. Um. No, I think. I mean, I think we're all showing that we're on the younger side here. But I also think Daniel Craig is my favorite, just because I think two of his movies are two of my favorite James Bond movies. Not this one. Um, but <laughs> but Skyfall, I think, is the best James Bond movie. I think Casino You're Royale the majority, is, is number two. Um, so if those are the two best Bond movies, then he must be the best Bond. Uh, I will shout out if we have any older listeners. I do I say Sean Connery is probably number two because my next two favorite Bond movies are probably Goldfinger and then Dr. No, which are both Oof. Sean Connery ones. I like Thunderball a lot. Thunderball's Roger Moore, though. No. Oh, Sean Connery yeah. as well? Okay. I like um, Craig the best, obviously, but Connery is so James Bond. I mean, that's... Right. Well, he originated the, yeah. the role. Yeah. I've read a lot of the Ian Fleming novels, mm. and it's hard to read them using Craig in mind, because he just right. exudes Sean Connery-ness. Well, he's Scottish, and Sean Connery's very Scottish. Yeah, but just the Scottish. way the character... Like, he's more suave, like Connery was right. in, in the books, than how Craig is. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so you said two of your favorite Bond movies are with Craig. Mm-hmm. I'd say mine is Casino. What about you? Favorite Bond movie? Yeah. Probably Casino Royale. Yeah, all-time favorite movie. It's really, it's really good. All right, guys, our favorite section, Tiddly Bits, Tiddly presented bits. by Quantum. Not Quantum Leap with Scott Bakula. <laughs> Quantum, Sorry, they, they do have people that everywhere. That last hand nearly killed me. <laughs> Very funny. That was Casino, though. Um, but yes, fun internet research. I will just jump right in. I mentioned that there was a writer's strike. Yeah, tell us about the writer's strike. So I thought the writer's strike mostly affected TV properties. So So, did I. So how did it affect this movie? Um, At one point, so the original writers were not involved anymore. They had up to 30 writers on the script. So they they were just using scabs. Yeah, scabs. went And Craig had a big hand in writing the movie because they were piecing it together as they were shooting. Yeah, that's not great. No. That explains a lot of things. That's why we've talked about the new James Bond movie. One of the big things I'm worried about is um, there was reports of a troubled production, which is never a good sign for the movie. Troubled how? Why don't you share some stories? So (laughs) allegedly, um, well, well, uh, Daniel Craig got injured during filming, which is always always a bad thing. But allegedly, the director was accused of slowing down production because he got too into playing Red Dead Redemption 
which For research. <laughs> can't possibly be true, but <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> Who's the director again? I'm I'm not sure, but <laughs> Forster. There was no, reports that he was just playing too much Red Dead, and that's why production was slowed down. Mom, the meatloaf. How would he say, like, if you think, oh, it's for research, but that's a Western. <laughs> it's More a Western. Um, it is directed by... It's a big name. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Fukunaga, yes. Mm. Fuck me, fuck you. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, so anyway, uh, do you have any other tidbits there, Mario? I think I'm just going to keep it to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we talked a lot about Vesper. So Vesper is the... Eva Green, baby. Yeah, played by Eva Green. Oh. Um, she is a villainous anti-heroine in the first Casino Very Royale. Very well put. Um, Very well She's an interesting character. Uh, so in the course of that movie, which is also from the Casino Royale novel... Uh, James Bond invents a martini cocktail that's a little bit different. Um, he never actually says this, but that cocktail is now commonly known as the Vesper. Um, he says it in Casino. He does call it the Vesper. Yeah, in I think I, th- I call it the Vesper. No, I think he says I need to think of a good name for it. Pretty almost positive. He well, calls it, yeah. If, if it is in Casino, I think he like names it only later. Like initially, it's just no, no. Named- I actually, no, he does. He names okay. it. Yeah, he goes. I think I'll call it a Vesper. Either way. First so legal drink I had. The, the original Vesper was in the original Casino Royale novel. It's the same recipe. It's, it's, it is a three measures of Gordon's, one measure of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lule. You can no longer make the original Vesper martini because Kina Lule has been discontinued. It was discontinued in 1986, and the formula Shut for up. Gordon's gin was reformulated in 1992. So you can no longer get a Vesper martini. Shut up. No. Well, maybe you could find a really old bottle. Unless you could find a really old bottle of Kino Lay and Gordon's Gin. Um, so, yeah, that's a fun fact. I've also had a Vesper before, so I don't know how close they were able to imitate it. So the other tidbit, um, I mentioned Goldfinger is one of my favorite James Bond movies. The Death of Fields, who we, we've neglected to talk about very much, but she's great in this movie, played by Jim Arditon. Um Seems to be, I, d- I didn't actually research this one, I just thought it while I was watching it. Seems to be an homage no, to is. the Goldfinger yeah, I've death. Researched, so, I've read in, that. in the film Goldfinger, uh, another James Bond girl, so to speak, is killed because Goldfinger paints her skin gold. Um, it actually doesn't super make sense. They say she dies of skin suffocation, which I don't think is a real thing. No, it is. We are not amphibians. Uh, I did Google it. It's not a real thing. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) And uh, that's how she dies in the film. And uh, also led to rumors that the actress herself had actually died. She had not. Which was not true. Um, This one makes more sense. He, he, it's implied that he drowned fields in a vat of oil, um, which would yeah. actually kill it's in you. In her lungs. Yeah, because yeah, there's oil in her lungs. Um, nice little hat tip there. Nice little homage. Um, yeah, they showed her. You it tear out the soft because yeah. you can't eat. Can't eat. <laughs> you can't eat. You're gonna die. Actually, Bryce, going back to your first tidbit, the second drink, legal drink I ever had. Uh, I had turned 21 on the third. My roommate Ryan turned 21 on the fifth. So we all went. We got dressed up, went to this fancy hotel bar in downtown Minneapolis, and uh, I saw the Vesper on the menu, and I went nuts, and I ordered it. I paid $15 for one drink. It's so strong. <laughs> well, like, I couldn't drink it at the Well, time. all martinis are strong. They're just vodka and gin mixed together. <laughs> Imagine it being like your first taste of alcohol. Yeah, you're like, oh my Aside gosh. From, like a Bud Light lime that I had <laughs> two nights before. It <laughs> burns, <laughs> please. Is this what people do? <laughs> so it was good. I hated it. It was good. It hurt so good. Uh, so. My tidbits. Um, I got two of them. Show or us a, a those couple bits. of them. Uh, 
number one, you we we see a younger uh, David Harbor in this movie as a CIA agent. Awesome. Uh, a little a little trimmed down version of himself in terms of like it just seems like in Stranger Things he's like feels way older. Like yeah, he tries bearded, to look bigger uh, and like uh, you know obviously large in comparison to the children. Uh, but in this one, it's kind of funny seeing him a little bit more cleaned up. Uh, but he plays. But he's a bad guy. He, yeah, he's, he's a bad guy. They, he's they, uh, he does get fired, um, thankfully. Um, I uh, do – I mentioned this at the beginning that I didn't love the editing. Um, this is not me putting this guy on blast, but the editor uh, was this guy named Matt Chess, I think is how you pronounce his name. It's C-H-E-S-S-E. Sure it's not Checkers? Maybe it's Cheese, but a really weird version of Cheese. Chaz? Um, not Cheese. So I didn't love Chaz. it. And I looked at some of his other filmography. Um, yes. And one of his other movies that he's known for – uh, in terms of editing, is uh, Warrior, which I do like a Warrior's lot. Warrior's great. Uh, so that's the one is with Tom Hardy. And, huh? Yeah, it's the UFC movie with Tom Hardy and uh, oh, Joel Edgerton. Oh, yeah. Great movie. It's a really awesome. good movie. Um, and I think that movie's edited really well. Um, so again, it might have been um, influence from his director. You know, it's not always just the editor editing in a blind room with no influence. Um, so, so I liked that. Uh, I got to find something of him that I liked. Uh, but then my real fun one. I, I hinted this earlier. Uh, so Gary Powell is the stunt coordinator for this movie. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to click on Gary Powell and see the projects that he's been a part of. I'm going to fire through a list pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, this will not be every movie, obviously, because he's been a part of a thousand movies. Um, and these won't always be stunt coordinator specific things. These might just be he was a stunt double. He was involved with the stunt team. But I'm going to start with dialing all the way back. To 1995. It's got to be in the Wake movies. So we're, we're going way back here. So he did Braveheart. Yes, dude. Goldeneye. Hi, Braveheart. Nice. Cool. Mission Impossible. Great. Wow. He does uh, Titanic. He does <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies. Saving Private Ryan. He does the Mummy movies. He does the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> Harry Potter? He does uh, The Legend of Zorro. He does Casino Royale. Great movie. He does The Bourne movies. He does The Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones. He does The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He does huh. Spectre, Jason Bourne. He is in so, so much stuff. literally everything. Everything. Like, literally. Yeah. Except for the Wick movies. No, yeah, he's not in the Wick movies. I got to find out who that guy is. Uh, so obviously there's some flops in there. He's, he's involved with Green Lantern, uh, things like that. But it's just, uh, I think... Like, People Bryce... don't usually blame the stunt coordinator if a movie flops, No, though. yeah. yeah. True. Definitely not. I, the movie was great except for the stunt coordinator. Um, but it, it prompted a really fun... Again, I love going to these... Uh, like working roles within a movie and learning more about that role in some ways. Uh, and so like the stunt team uh, as credited on IMDb is somewhere around 36 different people. And like of those 36 people, like four of them are Daniel Craig's stunt doubles. Right. That's how oh, wow. physical this movie is that he doesn't have just like one person who steps in to do his stunts. They have four people because some involve something that, might hurt one guy and the other guy has to be ready yeah. to go or some guy might be really good at driving and the other guy's really good at running. Well, that's why they use stunt doubles. Exactly. So a stunt double can get hurt. Craig does all keep, his own stunts. Filming. Don't that, tell me otherwise. It's not true. I was crushed as a kid when I found out that they don't do their own stunts. We've talked about that before. I, I ride for it. I think uh, we talked about uh, our boy Machete. Uh, Dan Atreo. Dan Atreo <laughs> talks yeah. about how it's selfish for actors to, to do their own stunts. Their own stunts. And he's right. Yeah. yeah. Especially because Cruz always well, delays production. Th- there's a balance because... Yes, it is selfish for actors to try and do all their own stunts because if you get injured, everybody else loses a paycheck for weeks while you recover. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not doing anything, that becomes very obvious in the If you're the Andy from The Office, but he won't do the eyewash. <laughs> right, yeah. Just get Cliff Booth. <laughs> Just get um, Cliff Booth. I like that you like to do this, this research on 
things like that movies. You should do what uh, key grip research because I don't know what a key grip is. <laughs> so I would love. Do you really to... not know? No. There are a bunch of those ones as you're watching the whole text scroll go, and you're like, okay, who? What does that role yeah. do? Nope. Uh, so key grip. Uh, they work in the grip department, uh, which seems like it doesn't tell you anything People more. People that just hold and um, squeeze things. But they're in part of like basically managing the camera gear, lighting, getting the cameras in place with tripods and stabilizers and all that kind of stuff. They are helping manage the shooting aspect of the oh. movie. Yeah. Bryce, don't you have a tripod? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> oh, I thought you had I thought you had a camera on you to put a tripod. Don't on. even own a camera. Oh, okay, never mind. It was a testicle joke. Yeah, oh. we knew. <laughs> so, guys... Does this movie belong in the junk drawer, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the James Bond movie of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies that you're like, oh, I forgot about that one. And any sen- any movie that you say that sentence about is a junk drawer movie. So yeah, I think it's absolutely the, maybe Spectre, but this might be the only Daniel Craig Bond film I'd put in the junk drawer. Yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Craig's record right now is two really good movies. I said two of my favorite James Bond movies and then two bad movies. Yeah. Um, this one isn't terrible. I, I, Again, I was very disappointed by Spectre, more so than it was actually a bad movie. Well, so I think that's – I was grading on the curve Mendes a little bit. Mendes was going off for – yeah, after Skyfall. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is – I'm glad you picked it actually because you always pick – pick uh, movies that are just objectively really good. good, like Marriage Story. So it's fun to pick a movie that you like that is not objectively good. Would you rather watch Marriage Story again or this? I'd much rather watch this again. I would watch <laughs> Marriage Story a fourth time if you Gosh, want to watch it. Insane. You're a psycho. <laughs> Cole, is um, going to Well, to reference your new favorite show of Toast of London, Matt Berry, <laughs> I'm going to say, yes! <laughs> and leave it at that. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening in our, our inaugural episode with the new studio. Um, if you would like for us to review a movie, you can email us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the Twitter machine at... We are at junk underscore pod on the Twitter. Yes, we are. And uh, we have a fourth microphone just waiting to be used. So waiting. But we'd love to have you as a guest. Well, we'll ask you. We so will vet you. There's a pretty intense drug test. We'll take them to the vet. Yeah. There is a urine test. and yeah. it's a, There's a taste test with it. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time.